We are happy to um, hear that the federal government uh, recognizes the importance of wearing face coverings in public. Um, public transit is no different, uh, whether you're waiting for the bus or you're boarding the bus. It's been the rule for MTD since May of 2020, uh, and then locally by the county and state of California. It's been a requirement on public transit for quite a while. So functionally for uh, the riding public, nothing will change. Face coverings are still required uh, at all of our stops and on the bus. Where are you at as far as capacity goes on the bus? It's gone up and down. Uh, we are currently at, uh, on a 40-foot bus, which is our standard bus, we are at a limit of 12 people. And uh, it's going to be that way at least through the end of February. And um, we've extended that sort of reduced capacity uh, on our 30-foot buses, which you often see on the 27 or some of our other lines that don't generally carry as many people. Uh, those are down to eight people per bus. So um, we want to make sure people have enough space on the bus to feel comfortable, but also, you know, to let everyone know that we have a very rigorous health and safety protocol. You know, every bus is clean and disinfected with hospital grade disinfectant every night. And uh, we take this very, very seriously, both for the health of our riders, but also for our bus operators and employees. How has the demand for buses been with the reduced capacity? Are you having to run more buses? Uh, it depends on the line. So uh, with reduced capacity, you know, on, on some lines, so for example, a lot of the ones serving UCSD, whose campus is closed, so there's not a ton of demand, but obviously there are still people uh, in Isla Vista and, and, you know, we know that there are still people that go to campus to work to make the thing run. Um, but we are, uh, there are some lines like our 6 and 11, line 20 to Carpinteria, the 1 and 2 to east and west side of Santa Barbara, where we do see that, um, you know, sometimes we are having to leave people behind at the stops. We keep track of all that. And so when we can, when we have the workforce to, um, you know, get out there and do it, we do send some boosters along behind those buses that are uh, serving those trips that we know are generally full. So Isla Vista is typically one of your busiest bus lines, the ones going either between Isla Vista or UCSB and the rest of the county. What have you noticed now that um, classes aren't taking place on campus, but there are still students in Isla Vista? You're right. It's it's very strange because that's normally where, uh, where all the action is, right? And so uh, since last March, um, March 19th, we suspended service on the line 28, which, you know, had 10 minute headways. Um, it was, <laughs> we were leaving people behind on that, but also filling up the bus. Um, and so we are, you know, with that suspended and uh, the 27 is on an alternate schedule. So it's still running every day of the week, but um, just not as frequently. Um, those lines, they're definitely seeing use. We're not seeing many overloads um, out in that area. And the 24X is, um, you know, obviously way down. So, you know, we're, we're really proud that we have service out there because we know that just because the campus is closed, everyone didn't vanish from the community. So um, we're glad we still have service out there. Obviously, it's less than normal, but um, we think that it's enough for what demand looks like out there right now. 
Well, thanks to um, to you, your team, uh, your bus drivers are truly our local heroes for being essential workers during this time. How are they faring emotionally and physically to be at there, right there on the front lines during the pandemic? Yeah, you know, I mean, it's tough. It's tough, I think, for, for anyone who's out. It's tough for all of us, right? But it's tough for people who are out there um, every day seeing folks, certainly seeing folks struggling. But I know one thing that you know, makes our bus operators really proud is who they're carrying. And we know that the people taking the bus are essential workers, not just the people driving the bus, right? And so we know that throughout this pandemic, the people who've relied on us, and we've done surveys, and so we we knew this anecdotally, but we know it uh, concretely now, you know, there are people who work in healthcare, there are people who make our food, um, people who work in the grocery stores and do all the things that keep the community running, even when some of us may feel like it's all shut down. Um, and so we're so proud that those are our riders. And I know that our, our bus operators feel the same way that it's, um, you know, some solidarity with the folks who, who have to be out there, but it's, it's tough to work in a pandemic. And we're currently uh, installing driver barriers so uh, barriers up in their their cabin where they sit to give them a little more protection up by the fare box. So uh, I know they're excited about getting those put in, but uh, we're really doing everything we can to keep folks safe and healthy. We're glad that we've been able to operate. You know, a lot of transit agencies around the country have reduced their service to, you know, Saturday or Sunday levels. Um, obviously, we've suspended some lines, but we've been really lucky that we've been able to continue having our normal level of service on all of our other lines. So it's not easy. <laughs> the budget is crunched. We haven't, we're, we're going to, we're coming up on a year, not collecting any fares, but uh, we are committed to putting the best service out there that we're able to with our workforce and with our budget. Thank you, Lisa. I'm Lisa Osborne, KCSB News.